0: Welcome to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here are your hosts, Joe and Kendall.
1: Well, welcome back to Elephants in the Room, everybody. If you are a close listener, you will notice that we did not, in fact, have a show last
0: not, week. Not many are. Not many are, Kendall, I, I have to say.
1: Have we ever even checked the statistics? Do we have no. any listeners?
0: I have, I have anxiety about that kind of stuff. I feel like I'm going to check it, and it's going to say, like, negative three listeners.
1: It's certainly possible. <laughs> but anyways, if we have any listeners, we hope that you had a great Thanksgiving last week. I know I did until Saturday when I had to watch the Ohio State Buckeyes get killed
0: Oh, that was so sad, but I, I, everybody knew Ohio State was not going, well, granted, not the, uh, not the sports an- analysis <laughs> people, but I knew for a fact that Michigan was not going to not gonna win, or I mean was going to win against Ohio State, um, but uh, Thanksgiving festivities aside, uh, we are pleasured to uh, be joined today by one uh, Paul Joshua Bustamante. How's it going, Paul? Hola. Hola? <laughs> Hola, indeed. How was your Thanksgiving, Paul? Um, it was good. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to keep the Good Spanish food. bit going for the... <laughs> <Yeah. show? laughs> no, that's, I, I know two words. I, I got excited. We were about to check some boxes off with that, but no, I guess we can't do that.
1: No, but other than that humiliating defeat um, by from Ohio State, there's a lot that's happened in the past two weeks. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Disney's latest blockbuster, or um, I guess I, I can't think of a clever pun for blockbuster. It did not do well. A Disney movie that did very poorly. Um, so re- some renewed protests going on in China, and then... Yay twenty four! Kanye West's um, apparent presidential campaign. So let's jump right into it, Joe.
0: Yeah. So uh, the many are calling this a uh, a big old woke Disney flop. Uh, Strange New Worlds, uh, Disney's newest animated feature, uh, debuted last week to a massive financial flop. It actually is recorded to be uh, one of the largest financial flops in Disney's animated history. Um, The uh, film, actually, when it leaves theaters, is uh, expected to lose nearly $100 million from the box office. Uh, And uh, this actually marks Disney's second consecutive loss on uh, an animated project. If you remember from the summer, Buzz Lightyear earlier this summer was a massive failure. Uh, It actually made um, in three weeks. It failed to make more in three weeks than uh, Minions Rise of Gru. Uh, my personal favorite movie, one of at least, uh, made in three days. Uh, surprisingly enough, um, you know, you have people, you have politicians. Let's let's say, uh, DeSantis says uh, Florida is where woke goes to die. Well, well, I guess also uh, woke goes to die at the movie theater as well, uh, because it seems uh, this latest sort of batch of Disney movies uh, seems to indicate a uh, a trend where uh, that that parents just aren't feeling comfortable taking their kids to see animated films that uh, advertise. Uh, these sort of woke ideologies that Disney and other big corporations are trying to push. You know, also, uh, we saw that uh, Strange New Worlds triumphed uh, Disney's, like, 50th first gay character. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, I I don't know about that. It seems that, like, we can get uh, as progressive as a society that we want, but there are still going to be those givens that, like, kids' movies should kind of stay kids' movies. And Mm. uh, I think that Disney is starting to uh, feel the burn uh, from that as well.
1: Yep, you probably remember um, from this summer came out um, some higher up at Disney said that they have a not so secret gay agenda um, that they're putting out in their films, which obviously made a lot of, especially conservative parents, unhappy and even moderate or le- left leaning parents. In general, I don't need my kids' films to be filled with sexuality of like any sort. So uh, the fact that that is you know, their goal was a little concerning. And it seems they really put all of their chips in that basket because they also went hard against the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida. Um, really were fighting for that. And it seems like they really just misread what their audience would appreciate from them because so far this gay agenda is really not turning out for them.
0: In other recent news, uh, Disney, this was actually a few days ago, uh, but Disney's been suffering uh, for the last couple of financial quarters. Uh, They've been sustaining multi-billion dollar losses. Uh, Their share price actually falling for this year uh, a shocking 30%. Um, And so these uh, financial struggles have led to the recent firing of uh, their current CEO, uh, Bob Chipek. uh, And he is uh, to be immediately replaced by his uh, predecessor, actually, uh, Bob Iger, uh, allegedly uh, the uh, former CEO uh, reportedly shift budgets to cover a nine billion dollar loss in uh, the Disney Plus sort of uh, launching um, that has really proved to be disastrous for the for the media giant. I I didn't even see that coming, but I guess you know he he really fooled all of us with that. <laughs> uh, and uh, it looks like uh, perhaps uh, with the latest batch of uh, woke films in this. Uh, loss with disney plus that disney may begin going a uh, different direction um as far as their films go
1: mm-hmm. yeah especially bringing back bob Iger. if i recall when he stepped down originally um, he had made comments about not listening to um his subordinates opinions and more or less just came off of he didn't think he was woke enough to continue to run the company so the fact that he's back after these massive woke flops spells i guess you could say good things for disney to come Mm-hmm. Um, I am not particularly crazy about seeing Disney succeed in general. Well, I don't
0: know. I mean, like, I think that we, we get a bad taste in our mouth with some of the new stuff that's coming out. But, like, if you remember in, like, the, the late uh, 90s, early 2000s, Disney was producing some, like, really good animated films. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, you know, stuff like uh, – even even stuff that I, I didn't do commercially very well, like Atlantis. I remember, like, two days ago, three days ago was the 20th uh, anniversary of the debut of uh, Treasure Planet, which uh, I like, but a lot of people didn't. (laughs) But, you know, I I feel like you had a lot of these massive, uh, you know, really, really good, really deep uh, animated films that I was sad to see that Disney seems to step away from in in view of uh, either capturing uh, some of their new notoriety with uh, their Marvel or Star Wars purchase um, or trying to progress this uh, sort of agenda that they've been trying to do for the last uh, couple of years. Paul, can you think of in any memory uh, any, like, great Disney animated classics that uh, made up your childhood? Um, Inside Out is a classic, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Uh, I I think it's bad when we start referring to,
1: you know, the old Disney classics as, you know, bastions for philosophical thought. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's definitely telling of our society now.
1: I think that's what made me most upset about hearing. um, I actually didn't even know Strange New Worlds existed until, like, a week ago. But Buzz Lightyear, I remember that was a big a big controversy because i was a big toy story fan as a as a kid um and hearing they fired the original voice actor um and then all of this woke stuff in and i was like well i'm not gonna go see it turns out i don't think it was uh general consensus is that it just wasn't a very good movie anyways um True. so yeah. i don't think i missed a whole lot but really really ruining some good classics mm-hmm. you're listening to elephants in the room on radio free hillsdale 11.7 fm i'm your host kendall and i'm joined by joe and paul speaking more internationally There's a lot of unrest going on in China again. It seems it happens fairly often. Joe, do you want to take it away?
0: Sure. You know, large, uh, fairly often, sure. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people are talking about like this being the one. Um, Granted, you know, I think that that's to be taken with a grain of salt with a lot of the people who uh, commonly forecast and get wrong. Uh, China's alleged downfall or them overtaking the U.S. economy or whatever. But uh, we can't deny that right now uh, there are large-scale violent protests going uh, on in China, many of their uh, major cities all over the country uh, being hit with this wave of protests, including Beijing, Shanghai, and Wuhan, uh, among the larger protests and more violent uh, in the cities. A lot of people are talking about this being stirred on by the uh reignition of China's harsh lockdown measures to combat COVID-19, um, currently being dubbed in the West uh, their, quote, zero COVID policy, um, which has kept many uh, locked in their homes and placed massive restrictions on travel. And the economy, China's economy, has also taken a heavy toll from this. Uh, Youth unemployment last measured at nearly 20%, which is massive. Um, A lot of these same sentiments uh, are echoed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, in a speech that he gave actually just yesterday. Uh, This zero COVID policy uh, is draconian, uh, it violates people's liberties, and it is completely unscientific. And the people of China are right to be able to speak out and protest against what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. This CCP has a maniacal desire to exert total control over its population. Zero COVID is really just the pretext for them to do what they want to do anyways. And that is not a model uh, that can work over the long term. The people in China are finally speaking out uh, against it. And and I just think we need these draconian uh, COVID policies to go to the ash heap of history where they belong.
1: I know that the Chinese are on a different calendar us, but they know that it's 2022, right? I mean, there's places in the US that, you know, have not really been dealing with COVID for the past over a year and a half now. I don't know if they're letting Internet Explorer run their COVID policy or what, but it seems a little slow to me.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It seems that a lot of people are quick to point out that China is uh, seems to have a different uh, rhetorical strategy in combating this virus than uh, a lot of the West does. I mean, we see we are pushing this massive vaccination effort that you don't really see to the same extent in China. They're more focused on you know the lockdown strategy, which. Uh, From a psychological standpoint has proven to be disastrous here. Um, But, you know, you see that still uh, in China's zero covid policy, Um, most notably, actually, in the uh, supposed cause uh, what ignited some of these protests, um, ironically enough. Uh, We had uh, a few days ago in uh, Xinjiang in an apartment complex, uh, at least 10 people were killed in a massive fire and the cause of death, uh, at least according to uh, the protesters and the narrative of some of the people in the West uh, echoing some of their sentiments, uh, is suspected to be linked to the harsh COVID measures taken by the government as a part of this zero COVID policy which effectively locked many people in their homes, uh, and this is suspected to be the reason why the death toll was so high. Many people were trapped in their homes, couldn't escape, and it just goes to show the hypocrisy of these measures—you know, causing more death instead of preventing death for the from the virus, along with the uh, slew of other psychological harm that it does. You know, it's it's just impractical. Like like DeSantis was saying, it just uh, from a, it's unscientific, doesn't make sense. Um, And uh, it seems to be China simply flexing their authoritative muscle on uh, many of these citizens. And you see that uh, in them rising up against a lot of this stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. In America, you've definitely seen a lot of people come out against the lockdowns with, as you said, these psychological harms that they do or the economic issues with it. Um, But it's pretty hard to deny. When I would say that the Chinese policies have been significantly more authoritarian than even that we've seen here. Uh, But literally locking people in their homes... To the point where they can't escape a fire um seems pretty cut and dry that these are not these lockdowns are not the way to go if all of the other issues did not make it clear enough true
0: all right well ladies and gentlemen you you have been here and you have waded through the uh us talk about disney movies us talk about chinese protests and you know all while all that stuff is important news i know everybody is here to get the latest scoop on yay 24. now you know i I am not a big Kanye guy. I don't follow Kanye at all, but you know i I know I've seen a lot of him in the news recently, and uh, I hear recently that he's he's decided to run for president.
1: Yeah, um his lead up to his announcement has certainly been eye catching. Um, he certainly believes that no press is bad press. I don't know <laughs> that I can say the same. He's been in the news for quite a while now um actually we haven't had a show in two weeks and somehow we're still talking about him because this started quite a bit ago. that's true
0: he's broken the Mm two-week cycle
1: uh he originally came well he's been under fire for many things but most recently he came under fire for donning a white lives matter shirt while representing his brand yeezy at paris fashion week um along with i think candace owens joined him as well in that Mm -hmm. um, posting those pictures on social media which a lot of people were upset about and i would say Um, especially with no context, I would say understandably. He has of late been the target of media and corporate disapproval for his recent and continuing anti semitic remarks. I remember waking up one morning to a tweet about him saying, oh, just wait wait tomorrow and I'm going to go off on them Jews. And I said, oh, (laughs) gosh. I'm really thankful that I have never been a big fan of Kanye's music um, because he would be quite hard to defend um, in times like these. Many of his formal corporate partners – um, like Adidas and Balenciaga have completely severed their ties with the rapper. Uh, creative Artist Agency, one of the world's largest booking booking agencies, no longer plans to res- represent Kanye. MRC Distributions has announced its plans to shelve their upcoming Ka- Kanye documentary.
0: Documentary, yay. Uh, as they call it, they actually didn't call it that. Yeah, I don't. I,
1: I think that may have been original to you, Joe. Um, but following all this controversy, Kanye, along with two of his guests, recently flew down to Mar-a-Lago to have dinner with the former president. That's very interesting.
0: You know, I wonder. I wonder what was spoken. Unfortunately, you know, we we uh, we will never know what was behind these closed doors at Mar-a-Lago. What was spoken between uh, Kanye, his two mysterious guests, and former President Donald Trump? Uh, However, uh, right after this dinner, uh, Kanye posted a uh, video to his Twitter uh, basically uh, uh, announcing his run for presidency, and we we have that video for you right now. Since we know, and all the Christians in America that love Trump know that Trump is a conservative, we're going to demand that you hold all policies Directly to the Bible. When Trump started basically screaming at me at the table, telling me I was going to lose. I mean, has that ever worked for anyone in history? Tell me, yeah. <laughs> You're going to lose. lose. Tell me you going to lose. Tell me. I'm like, wait, well, wait, well, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Trump. You're talking to Yay. It's <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> he's, so talking he's talking to Yay. He's <laughs> talking to Yay.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I actually Trump responded immediately on, on Truth Social. Uh, I I would say pretty pretty intelligently pretty calmly, which is uh, a little bit unorthodox for Trump. But <laughs> he basically was like, no, you know, we uh, we sa- he he reached out to me. He flew down to Mar-a-Lago, which is all true. Uh, and he uh, he originally the the context of their dinner was apparently to discuss business help because, you know, obviously because of the uh, circumstances that Kanye has found himself in, he is seeking uh, much advice to uh, get out of this hole. He's that really he's trying to learn the the art of the deal. True. Many are saying this. Trump claims that politics were touched only lightly at the end, uh, where he does admit that he discouraged Kanye from uh, running in 2024. But, you know, all in all, he says that it was a very uneventful evening. Um, It seems to be Kanye is the one that's drumming this up. And actually, uh, his two uh, mysterious guests happen to be far right, uh, right wing personalities, Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos uh, who both of those guys, I think need no introduction. Um, and actually they have formed a coalition. Uh, both of those guys now, uh, been brought on board as prominent members of the, uh, ye, the yay, uh, uh, 2024 presidential campaign and much more recent news. Actually, this was, uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, yay Fuentes, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, a, a, I'd say a very epic Fortnite trio. If you <laughs> ask me, that'd be, that'd be very cool. Um, They were all invited to actually debut their campaign and uh, discuss their views and policy on Tim Pohl's show. Actually, you know, I got to give a lot. I don't really follow a lot of Tim Pohl's stuff. I don't necessarily like him all that much. He seems very much like a a bandwagon guy to me. But, you know, major props to him for like – I know he talks about free speech a lot and, uh, you know, he's really showing it by giving a platform to these guys, regardless of their opinion, regardless of what they've said. Um, And it's really impressive. And, uh, you know, I I was a little bit uh, disheartened to see that uh, the interview lasted no more than 10 minutes before Kanye before Kanye uh, stormed off in a rage. Um, And we have the final moments of that uh, interview for you right now. Been extremely (laughs) unfair to you. Who was they, though? We can't por- say who they por- is, can we? I'm not using the. I don't, I don't use the word as the as the way I guess you, you guys use. I'm, I'm talking. It is about them, it. though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. and, and because when you think it's about not. it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what what do I mean? Like uh, uh, okay, so how about? Are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's gone. I'll say it right now. Um, you guys, I I. You guys want to bring that stuff up?
1: Have the discussion. Not going to have a conversation? Have discussion.
0: you think yeah, he's going to come in here and say, here's my pain, here's my suffering. I'm going to say, I hear you. And then he's going to say, and it was Jewish people. And I'm going to be like, okay, but don't you consider it. Like, I'm not going to do this. I, I refuse. Go, uh... Paul, any uh, any initial reaction to that? The voice of the people? Paul Bustamante? <laughs> I just want a rap battle between Kanye and Trump in the in the primaries. <laughs> That's how to be how it goes. <laughs> I, I don't really care as long as we get that. <laughs> oh, man. No, that would be that would be pretty epic. I got to say, I I don't uh, I don't think Trump's uh, rapping skills are quite on par with Kanye. So that might prove troublesome for the MAGA movement. You know, Uh, he might have to hire some outside uh, influences. I know uh, Lil Pump is a big Trump guy. (laughs) Maybe Lil Pump can sub in for Trump. That that potential VP, maybe Trump Lil Pump that (laughs) Trump Lil Pump for uh, office. (laughs) I don't know. I I think by and large, unfortunately, this is a bad, bad look for Kanye. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can't like it'd be one thing if you were going to have these these opinions that, uh, you know, uh, the uh, effectively and he's been criticized for this and effectively it's unfortunately equated to. Everything that's that's bad that's happening to me, it's uh, because of uh, this one particular group's fault. Them, uh, them. as the the he clit. says. <laughs> so, and and you know, I, I, again, I'll say it. I think Tim Pool is a, a bandwagon guy, a grifter, as he's been called. Uh, I wouldn't quite go that far, but he has been called that. I um, give him props again here too for extending a platform for Kanye, allowing him to uh, voice his concern, voice his his remarks, his policy. I mean, important for some guy who wants to run for president. Uh, it just makes look makes Kanye look awful when, given all that, he just decides, you know what, you guys aren't worth my time. I'm I'm not going to explain my position. I'm not going to elaborate on my policy. And uh, you know, unfortunately, it it uh, it really I think pulls down even more the credibility of Fuentes and Yiannopoulos, who have uh, have tied themselves uh, to this. I, I think arguably sinking ship from the beginning. I mean, Trump said it best. Kanye is. Think of him what you will. I think he was a useful guy. Uh, he said a lot of, he said a lot of the right things when they counted. I think now he's just a very troubled man.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if Kanye wants an opportunity to push his platform again, really, really let the voters know what he's all about, then we would love to have him on the elephants in the room. Um, we may ma- need to make sure that he um, reads the FCC policies before he he starts talking about them again. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> But no, we would love to have you here, Kanye, and we'll lock the door so we can't leave early. You've been listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. If you didn't know, the semester's ri- winding down here at Hillsdale College, so we'll we'll be back for another episode next week, and then we'll be on a a brief break. We'll a hiatus. Be back. Yep. Hopefully, hiatus. hopefully you can find we'll some to get your news. We'll be hibernating. <laughs> the, the elephants hibernating hibernate the winter. The, the hiber- I don't think I'm, so. I'm <laughs> not sure, um, but yep, we hope to be. We'll be back next week and then we'll see you again in January. This has been Kendall and Joe, and we and, and Paul. And Paul. And Paul. Thank, Paul. Thank Paul you, Paul, well. for your
0: input on, on Kanye. Oh, gracias. Oh. That's, he did it. He did it. He kept the theme. <laughs> That's other words. Beginning anyway. and yeah. the end. Yeah. Those, those are the two. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. We hope you tune back in next week. This has been Elephants in the Room.